This is Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's come to check on our progress. Your clones are very impressive. You must be very proud. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Ever made your way as far into the interior as Coruscant? Once or twice. Recently? Possibly. Then you must know Master Cypher Dias. Oh, Baba, who did so he? Master who? Cypher Dias. Is he not the Jedi who hired you for this job? Never heard of him. Really? I was recruited by a man called Tyrannus on one of the moons of Bogdan. Curious. Do you like your army? I look forward to seeing them in action. They'll do their job well. I'll guarantee that. Thank you for your time, Django. Always a pleasure to meet a Jedi. Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hoth, our hosts, Carl Eclair and Jason Hunt, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This is episode number 291, Top 5 Fight Scenes. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Qui-Gon Jinn to my Obi-Wan Kenobi, we have Carl LeClaire. <laughs> I don't sense anything. It's not about the Mission Master, it's something elsewhere. Elusive. Don't center on your anxieties, Obi-Wan. Keep your concentration here and now in the podcast where it belongs. But Master Yoda said I should be mindful of our future trip to San Francisco. <laughs> but not at the expense <laughs> of the moment. We have a podcast to make, young Padawan. Yes, Master. <laughs> oh, Jason, I am so excited to talk talk fight scenes from Star Wars to give everybody an update on what we're going to be doing while we're in San Francisco this coming weekend and all the fun that that's going to entail. So... It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun episode, I think. It's gonna be a blast. I I can't wait. It's gonna be a fun topic, a quick topic, because um, I mean it's fight scenes, and there's not much to say about fight scenes other than they're cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm super excited about tonight. I've got this is a hard list for me. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's fun because so. Just to preface, in case you're wondering what we mean by fight scenes, we we obviously limited ourselves to no lightsaber duels, and um, I actually made sure that my list had no lightsaber fighting at all. Um, oh. So, yeah, so I just thought it'd be fun. You know, what what are some like favorite like gun battle scenes, or, or one thing? You, you know, you messaged me like an hour ago, and you're like, "What about like space battles?" I was like, "Well, let's save that for another top five list." Yeah. So, um, like, I also shied away from like space combat. Um, large ground like, battles, yeah, like Battle of Hoth. Like we're not going to just throw that out there because that's that's a big one. That's for another day. 
So right. these, are, these are more smaller scale fights, usually within battles. So you'll you'll see. Actually, I have no idea what you pick, Jason. So I'm always excited to do these with you. Um, <laughs> and of course, as always, we have honorable mentions. But before we get into the list in it all, um, I want to give a quick shout out of thanks to two of our recent iTunes reviewers. So we got uh, great reviews from BKG two thousand three and Smokin' Jared. Uh, both of you gave us really great um, positive reviews over on the iTunes store, which, again, helps the show by making us more visible to other people. And it's always great to hear things that we're, we're doing right. Um, and uh, I think it was Smoke and Jared specifically who, who said that we are the spark that the fandom needs right now because of our positivity. <laughs> and I love that. So I will, I will happily take that, that uh, uh, kind words like that. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll take that and, and we'll run with it. Uh, that... That's our goal here, and I'm glad it's coming across at least to at least to one other person besides us. Right. <laughs> um, but Jason, we had a matchup from last episode where we 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 had these these battle of the companions of Baze and Chirrut against Han and Chewie, and of course mm-hmm. we we told folks to limit it to the Han and Chewie of the solo film. So it's essentially like a a showdown of the Star Wars stories. Um, and uh, as always, we got quite a few Larian responses. And what did they have to say this time? All right. Well, here we go. On Facebook, Matt Gillage said, One pair is cooler to watch fight, but the other seems to have ingenuity and luck on their side. So I'm going Han and Chewie on this one. Our good friend Katie Horn, who filled in for me uh, a couple episodes ago, thanks, Katie, uh, says, Tough one. Han's luck versus Chirrut's intuition. Wookie oomph versus a giant Gatlin blaster. That's such a hard call. I think I got to give it to Ch- Baze and Chirrut, though. They've had it really rough, and they need a win. <laughs> Jeffrey Fishbach says, tough one. My heart says pick Han and Chewie, two of my favorite characters. But my brain says Chirrut and Bays. So I think I'm going to do something I never do. Go with my brain. Chirrut and Bays. <laughs> Our good buddy Michael Cohen says, Han and Chewie all the way. No explanation given because I'd rather not tell you the odds. <laughs> um, Miggy Untelen. I don't know how to pronounce that. I apologize, Miggy. Uh, says Han and Chewie. Uh, William Wilson says Han and Chewie are a great pair. Get out of super tight spots, usually unscathed. But Baze, with that shot, able to do an automatic round and hit every trooper with a killing blast and leave Chirrut unscathed. Not even Chewie has that kind of accuracy. Chirrut would distract Han and Chewie with his speed and Baze would clean up. Why? Because there's no such thing as luck. Chirrut and Baze are the winners. Uh, Brian Jessness, Baze and Chirrut. Chewie and Baze are a good match, but Chirrut doesn't bluff or need eyes to beat Han. Humaidullah uh, Abdul-Malik gives it to Baze and Chirrut. Jeffrey Beaumont, Han and Chewie. David Durflinger, Baze and Chirrut, of course. Jeremy Burtz, Han and Chewie. Adam Brandt, Han and Chewie can't beat their intuition and luck. Uh, Patrick Hotef, in a close battle, I choose Baze and Chirrut. And then on Twitter, we got several responses um, at Jim C. Capron, Capron uh, says, gotta go with Chirrut and Bays. At Balls in Play, Bays and Chirrut, because the knowledge of the Force. Seriously, Chewie, or excuse me, Chirrut would mess them up by himself. At Schmidt underscore Jim uh, sent in a uh, gif that said of uh, Chirrut going, is your foot all right? Um, Matt C. Watson gives it to Chirrut and Bays, and at Human Launchpad says, uh, sent in a, a gif that said, I like this thing. So that's a Han and Chewie vote for you uh, with Han and the Bowcaster. Um, that gives us a final Larian tally, though, 
of 11 for Chirrut and Baze and 7 for Han and Chewie. Thank heaven, 7-11. Carl, <laughs> what's your pick in this matchup? Well, so I have to be honest with myself, and by limiting myself to the Han and, Han and Chewie of Solo, yeah, I give it to Baze and Chirrut. But if you take Han and Chewie in their prime, like Baze and Chirrut are in Rogue One, I give it to Han and Chewie, hands down. Um, they're still early. They're learning each other, right? We see we see them kind of fumbling around on the train heist, right? The way they're knocked off to the side there when Enfys flies in. So Han and Chewie are they're scrappy, but they're they're figuring each other out. So that chemistry isn't quite there yet. I mean, they're just starting off together. I mean, they're they're great warriors in their own right, but in a in a team up matchup against a team like Chirrut and Baze, yeah, I definitely give it to Chirrut and Baze early on. But after those you know twenty thirty years of experience fighting alongside each other. Hands down, hands down, without a question of a doubt, Han and Chewie wipe the floor with Chirrut and Baze. And that is definitely coming a lot from my heart because of the fact that they're my favorite characters. Um, but it's also the reality of they know each other so well, they would never let Chirrut get close enough. Han would put one between his eyes before he even got close. And Aww. then they would just double down on Baze, which would be easy. So, yeah, I, I don't think they stand a chance against the seasoned Han and Chewie. But young Han and Chewie, certainly they take the day. Yeah, the um, the young Han and Chewie is what swayed my choice on this as well. Um, and, and I also gave it to Chirrut and Baze. Um, they are just a you know perfect match for each other at this point in time. Um, they complement each other's uh, strengths and weaknesses. Um, and they are uh, just a quintessential fighting pair. So I'm... I'm totally going to give it to Chirrut uh, and Bayes this time around. But like you said, give Han and Chewie five years or so, I might be making a different choice. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, give him a decade. I, I think in, in A New Hope, they could already best Chirrut and Bayes. So and I, I genuinely think that, you know, so they'd bait yeah. him in. Chirrut would go to do a fancy little stick move and Han would just be like, done. <laughs> so, um while Chewie keeps Baze distracted. So mm. anyway, yeah, I, I mean, maybe maybe they get a little Chewie might take a wound from Baze later on, but uh, Han will put him down pretty quick, too. So he's a way better shot than either of them. So they're never going to get close enough to do the damage they would need to. So, well, I don't know. Baze is pretty good. Baze is a pretty good shot. Baze is pretty good with a like cannon blaster with like auto aim. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, auto he's good. aim. Yeah, he barely has a scope. Yeah, you know, he's got God mode on. So <laughs> <laughs> he's got cheat codes. <laughs> he's got his he's got that. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't think. Did you ever have a Super Nintendo? I never did. No, but, I didn't. Oh, I, it was like Dream Genie or something like that, which you would like plug into your Super Nintendo games and it would automatically let you unlock all the cheat codes. Something like oh that. God. So that's what Baze has on his gun. Han doesn't need I, that. <laughs> I'm just I'm just okay. being a I'm just being a punk. So uh, Yeah. Just a bit. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah, I mean that, that clearly gives Baze and Chirrut the win against a yes. young Han and Chewie. Yep. Thirteen uh to seven is the final tally. So almost doubled. Almost doubled. It was really close until I started counting the Twitter votes. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so But enough with our, our matchup. Carl we got a we got a fun top five, nay top seven that we need to uh, to jump into. We sure do. 
Um, so uh, how about I hop in this time? I think you, you go first. These off. So, all right. My, my first one, as much as... So it, it comes from A New Hope, and I call it the TIE Fighter battle in the, in the Falcon. And the reason I don't count this as like space combat is because it's not really dogfighting. Um, so, or like capital ships taking on each other. It's about Han and Luke learning a chemistry together to you know kind of overcome the odds. And the thing I always remember about this fight, even especially when I was young, is there's four TIE fighters and they each take out two, which I think for the story element, it's, you know, it's trying to show that they're both really good at this. But I always thought this even when I was a kid that I felt like Han should have taken out three and Luke should have only gotten one, mainly because <laughs> like this is Han's ship, like Han's a seasoned, you know, starfighter pilot and, and fighter ace. So like. Whereas this is very new to Luke. So that's, I just always thought like Han should have had a, a plus one advantage um, just based on his own experience. Be that as it may. Um, it's a great scene that just shows the chemistry of these two, right? They are, that, that really witty banter, right? Like, I got him. I got him. Great kid. Don't get cocky. You know? <laughs> right. Han's trying to keep him in check even though he's the cockiest guy in the galaxy. And right. Something I also really like about the scene is that Chewie and Leia are holding down the fort in the cockpit. And in a way, they're like, they are the anchors and the clear heads for both of these other heroes, right? Think about Luke. In the previous scene, he's all emotional and distraught. Leia, even though she's probably even more emotionally distraught after seeing the destruction of Alderaan, she's still the strong one who is the shoulder for him to cry on. That's pretty much who Chewie is, too. That's what Chewie is for Han, too. He's kind of the strong one, the foundation. So you have these foundational characters holding down the fort, keeping things steady enough for Han and Luke to engage in this battle. And then Han and Luke, you know, have this great chemistry to, to you know, take down the fighters. Plus, you've got these, this fun little comedy between 3PO and R2, you know. Help, I think I'm <laughs> melting. <laughs> this is all your fault. <laughs> this is all your fault. Um, so... Yeah, I mean it's just it's a great scene. It's got it's got a little bit of comedy. It's got the the stalwart heroes and Han and or Chewie and Leia, and then you've got the kind of the brash young bucks in Han and Luke kind of taken to the guns. So uh, that that's my first honorable mention. That's a great pick. I, it's not on my list. Um, this is you know this is a list that was you know developed you know by train of consciousness essentially you know my list, but. Um, this is a great scene and could have been on my list, um, but I, I always love this scene because it's fast-paced, it's action-packed, and I love the music in it. The um, the Tie Fighter attack, uh, tr- as it's called on the, on the uh, soundtrack, is one of my favorite pieces from A New Hope. So it's uh, it's just a really fun action-packed uh, set piece and action. Uh, piece so i i think it's great um and i always love this scene when it comes on so i I don't have much else to add except yes (laughs) this music uh yeah yeah it's pretty good get to the good stuff here we go it builds up and then It's fun. <laughs> All right. Yes, that's a that's a blast. Uh, literally. Um, well, my first auto mention also comes from A New Hope. 
Um, and it's actually going to be the first scene in A New Hope. Nice. Uh, it's the, the, the Tan of Four being boarded. Um, this is a, a really great way to just punch your audience in the face and get them excited for this movie. Um, although that sounds a little aggressive. That's such an aggressive um, metaphor. <laughs> That might be a little bit of an aggressive It's a punch in the face. (laughs) Punch your audience in the face and get them excited for this movie. Gosh! Uh, (laughs) But it's it's tense. It's nameless good guys and faceless bad guys. But you get invested in them immediately because of the way things are are playing out. And then you got the comedy elements with 3PO and R2 dashing across... You know, the the hallway in the middle of all the blaster fire. You've got the intrigue with who is this Princess Leia person and what's she hiding in R2. You know, and then, of course, Vader walks in and you're like, oh, crap. But <laughs> it's, a, it's a great way to start the movie. And it's one of the most iconic scenes in all of Star Wars. So it's on my list, um, partly because of that, but also mainly because I just think it's a great piece, uh, action sequence. So... I'm glad. Yes. Yeah, I'm really I'm happy you put that on. It's, it's not on my list, but yeah, the, the tension, you know, these soldiers and like you said, they're they're nameless soldiers, but they're barricading themselves behind this wall. They're getting ready. They're tensing up. And then you got that, you know, electro server just cutting the door open and boom, here it comes. And yeah, it's such a it's such a like quick but exciting fight. And yeah. It shows you how like how precise Vader's stormtroopers are, right? Like I remember from the original Battlefront 2 game, this is one of the games, this is one of the levels in the campaign. And the 501st is the one that's, you know, uh boarding Tana 4. So it makes sense that the 501st isn't going to miss. Cuz militaristically, the rebels definitely have the advantage. They're barricaded. They've got, you know, a pigeon hole that these stormtroopers are coming through and yet they're still pushed back in, you know, moments. So Shows how yeah. effective those particular stormtroopers are. These aren't the typical guys just guarding ship on uh, the huge Death Star. <laughs> so. Exactly. Because who'd be stupid enough to attack the Death Star or try and sneak on board the Death Star? I don't know. Maybe Foden B. <laughs> hey, guys, we're on the Death Star. <laughs> Live from the Death Star, it's Foden B. <laughs> oh, man. It explodes. Oh, I don't care what universe you're from. That's gotta hurt. Oh, come on. They survived. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, that's a great pick. I'm glad you got that on there. Yes, I, I am too. Uh, what's your second honorable mention? I think you're going to like this one, Jason. I hope so. I better. It comes <laughs> or else you're going to get punched in the face <laughs> like <Right>? the beginning <laughs> of a new hope. <laughs> Next time you're in a confrontation, be like, I'm about to a new hope you. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Only Carl gets it. Yeah. Only Carl gets it. Um, but my, my next honorable mention comes from Attack of the Clones, and I call it the Clones to the Rescue. Um, I, 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 you know, I mean, I love the fight with the Jedi, but again, it's all lightsaber fighting, so I ignored it. Um, but I just I love that moment when the clones come flying in like, look, and y'all look up. I mean, I remember the first time I saw that, like I was on the edge of my seat with excitement. And, you know, we saw these clones, right? Like with Obi-Wan earlier in the film, like he sees them in all these different stages of education and physical training. And we know now who they come from and Jango Fett. Like we finally get to see them in their like glory. Right. And, and they show up and they are just cleaning up. Um and we see how efficient and well trained they are as soon as they go into this battle. I mean, they are blowing, you know, super or uh, 
Oh my gosh, I'm stumbling on their words. They're blowing battle droids, battle super droids, battle droids, super battle droids. droids. Thank you, all of the above. They're just blowing mm-hmm. them away. And I've always loved that one gun, that the bubble turret on the uh, the transports that like shoot out like that straight laser beam. Yeah. Um, and the way it just like it literally in one shot it decapitates like four battle droids at once, and then it cuts a uh, droidica in half. Like that thing is like deadly. It just makes me think of like early Death Star tech. Um, oh yeah, like the battling ram in Last Jedi. Um, but yeah, it's a it's just this great like action packed fun moment, and you learn quickly that these clone troopers are certainly leaps and bounds ahead of stormtroopers, right? With their accuracy, their efficiency, it just it makes me think of like a modern day extraction mission for like the Navy SEALs or like Delta Force, right? Where they're sent in to extract an enemy, you know, an ally who's heavily outnumbered and they just go in and get it done. Like that's what these clone troopers are. They just come in with this efficiency and just clean it up. Yeah. No, that's a great scene. And I'm glad you mentioned it because um, we, we decided the battle of Geonosis was too big of a fight for me to put on here. And the arena battle was, I, I left off my list here because I didn't, I didn't count it in, in the, the, otherwise nothing would have compared to it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm glad I get to talk about part of this battle, at least, you know, around the survivors, a perimeter create one of the most awkward lines ever given to Yoda in history. Yeah. Um, but it cracks me up every time, and it is a great sequence. Uh, you know, we, you know, Master Windu, you have fought gallantly, worthy of recognition in the archives of the Jedi Order. Now, it is finished. Surrender, and your lives will be spared. We will not be hostages to be bartered, Dooku. Then, I'm sorry, old friend. <laughs> Dude, that was and- perfect. Some of your best and then Lee it yet. just yeah the end and scene um, <laughs> <laughs> and done <laughs> and done uh, but then you know all hell breaks loose and um, it's amazing it's fun and and you get you know one last shot of Dooku surveying the battlefield in the arena before he leaves it going mm, well that didn't turn out the way I'd hoped. <laughs> Or exactly it, the way he hoped. <laughs> uh, mm, right? Exactly. You know, I mean, he has to put on a face for Inuk Gunray, who's cowering behind him. Um, <laughs> but it's a great scene, um, and it's, you know, the tail end of one of my favorite battles in all of Star Wars. So I, I, I thank you for putting it on, on our list here so we can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> what was that, your number five or no? No, no, that's not that's not on my my stuff. Okay, because um, I I lumped right. that in with the greater arena battle. Sure. So, yeah. But my second honorable mention is going to be uh, Chirrut versus the stormtroopers nice. from Jedi in Rogue One. Um, I just think it's a great scene from the minute he stands up and you know let them pass in peace. Uh, to, you know, whacking the lenses out of the helmets, because uh, you see pieces of lenses flying as he, you know, smacks these stormtroopers around to, is your foot all right? Um, and then, of course, it all ends with uh, Baze and his uh, rapid-fire cannon. So <laughs> I think it's a great little scene. It's it's really short, but it's a great introduction to who these two characters are. Yeah. Um, you almost shot me. You're welcome. Um, I, 
I I love these two characters, and I think it's a great scene. Um, so I don't have much else to say about it, but it's it's my second honorable mention. Nice. You know what? I remember when I was thinking of this topic, I was that was in my head the whole time, and I made my list today, and it somehow didn't make it onto my list. I don't know how. Um, but then I was looking over my list, and I'm like, no, I think I still prefer all these things above it. Mm, maybe it would have bumped out the Falcon thing. But uh, what's really cool about that is Donnie Yen created a martial arts style specifically for Chirrut, which I think is really cool. And I'm sure there were a lot of things he came up with that we obviously never saw on camera, right? I wouldn't be surprised right. if he did that in outtakes or, again, just developing this idea of who Chirrut was. And, you know, the fact that Donnie Yen also had the idea to make him blind, right? That was his idea. So what's really cool is that Donnie Yen really bought into this and, and was thinking about it. Very Mark Hamill, right? Like with the way he's always approached Luke. You know, what are his motivations? What's he getting after? So it's neat to think that Donnie Yen was also doing that when he cultivated his understanding of Chirrut. I think that really bleeds out on the screen. Um, with the way he portrays it, um, but this fight yeah. scene, yeah, I totally agree. This should be on my list, so I'm glad you. I'm glad you put it on here. Um, it's just so because we've never seen really a martial art in Star Wars before, um, so it was really cool to see that and just to see him. You know, he's so deadly when he gets in close, and as soon as he's you know a little bit out of range, well, he's got to back up in base. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Right. Great scene. I'm glad you got that on there. Yes. All right. Now we're hitting our top five. What is your number five well, fight scene? My number five fight scene begins with music like this. <laughs> oh. So I call it the uh, the battle with the death troopers outside the bunker. Um, so specifically, you know, like the essentially the the rebels getting pushed back. By, God, I love this song. It's so good. <laughs> it is. It is so good. Oh, Star Wars music. You woo me. <laughs> and finally. All right, sorry. I could listen to this all day. But um, right. <laughs> the thing I really love about this scene is, in a way, it's, it's one of my favorite Imperial scenes. Like, I actually kind of like this for what it showcases about the Death Troopers. I mean, as soon as they unload from the transport, they're, they're you know, jumping into this ditch. They're taking cover. They're fighting very smart, um, right? Like earlier in the Battle of Scarif, we see stormtroopers running into the open, like getting gunned down. Like these death troopers know how to fight and fight well. They're extremely effective. They're extremely deadly with their shooting. Um, and there's something, again, a lot of this is, is clearly driven by this, you know, this piece of music that Giacchino gave us, but... When the, the rebels are falling back and Melshik specifically gets shot like in the back shoulder, he falls down and just kind of screams out. It's just like, oh, my God, like these rebels have given every they're giving everything they've got. And you just have this one small squad of death troopers just beating it back. I mean, it's just like, how are they ever going to win this fight? Right. Like they're in the middle of enemy territory surrounded. Now they've got some of the best troops in all the empire coming at them. Like literally like that's, you know, as David Collins taught us, like this is. Um, Dires Irae in its entirety with this music like death is approaching and yeah. they are just being gunned down and, and it just like every time Melshi gets shot when I'm watching this movie my heart just drops mainly because like Melshi is one of my favorite side characters in, in Star <laughs> Wars and it, I really want his action figure someday by the way they're finally making a Black Series Admiral Piet I'm so excited can't oh, wait. there you go. Can't wait to get my hands on that bad boy. Um, I wish they'd make a plush one. What? <laughs> <laughs> you can snuggle with Piet. Who said that? 
<laughs> anyway, um, back to this death trooper battle, <laughs> uh, which is not cuddly at all. But yeah, I just, no. I, I love it. You know, they're they're throwing everything they got at them, and they're just just simply being pushed back. And I like this. I like to see that the enemy, the Empire, has something so deadly in their arsenal. So that's why I really like this scene. Well, it's a it's a definitely. Um a different way to look at it now that, you know, we, we've always talked about these sort of sequences from the perspective of the heroes, right. um, a lot, of, most of the time. And so it's, it's a neat way to look at that, you know, from the Imperial perspective. And so I like that. Um, and you're right. They are deadly. They are, you know, almost unstoppable, uh, which makes what Sheeran and Baze do at the end, all that more impressive. Oh yeah. Baze, and, Baze going toe to toe with those death troopers is great. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. But I think, you know, what really hammers home the deadliness of of these troopers to me in this sequence is when um, when they're contacted by uh, Bodhi and he's telling them that they have to activate the master switch and you know Melshi is pointing out where it is and that you know random rebel trooper that's there with them says I'm going. I'm- I'm going for it, you know, and he steps out and just hits the floor. Yeah. Did you ever notice that either too? Like he does, his gun goes off and reflect deflects off the door. Did you ever notice that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Next time you watch it, as soon as he goes down, like he like must have pulled the trigger as he was going down because he shoots and it ricochets off the door. So fun little thing. To notice oh my gosh! I wonder if that's what killed Melshi. Oh God! I hope not. Oh man! <laughs> Friendly fire. <laughs> oh my God! It could have. I mean, you don't see it hit anybody. You don't actually but, see right. the, the kill shot. Yeah. Melshi could have just dropped dead from the wound, right? For all we That's know. That's also true. You know, we, we saw it happen to um, Rio. Rio in yeah. Solo. So, yeah, that's also possible. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it, it, he, he comes out from around, you know, from behind the, the partition and just hits the ground. Yeah. It, like face plants. And it, it's, you know, that, that shot always you know i i flinched every time it's like oh that's it just it's painful and it's it it's also highlights the deadliness of these troopers so yeah. it's a great scene i didn't include anything from the battle of scarif cuz i it's just the battle of scarif and it's everything and it's amazing yeah, you know that's but um i'm glad we get to talk about bits and pieces of these larger battles i'm glad you're bringing them in because it's ho- so hard for me to actually take out little elements from these things cuz it's like it's the whole last third of Rogue One. How do you pick a thing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, but I suppose I should, you know, throw my, my number five in here. Yes. Well, that's going to be where our victims uh, fight over the Great Pit of Carcoon. Um, the Sarlacc Pit battle. I love yeah. this scene so flippin' much. Oh, Yeah. Um, it's, it's so great. Uh, the, the trumpet stabs at the beginning that get you excited, anticipate, you know, what's about to happen. This is when our heroes really get to come back together and all fight side by side again after they've been separated and, you know, in, uh, Empire Strikes Back. So here we go. Sorry. Here Ah, the anticipation builds. Luke's got a lightsaber up R2's sleeve. Oh, yeah. Hinting at his theme here. Push him in. Here it comes. (laughs) 
wish you could just see both Carl and I just conducting <laughs> yeah. every time he plays music. Um, <laughs> we are quite the air conductors, Jason. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. I, and I've got a pen to help me with it. But yes, we are we are the hardest of the hardcore air conductors. Um, y'all don't stand a chance. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're so good it'll hit you like a new hope. <laughs> right in the face. Punch <laughs> you in the face. Like the beginning of a new hope. Um, anyways, but yes, the the Great Pit of Krakoon, the Sarlacc Pit Battle, whatever you want to call it. This is just such a great piece because it's, it's fun action. You've got our heroes against these gangsters, you know, Jabba and, and his crew. They're also fighting the Sarlacc, which is this sort of weird third entity. Um and it's all, you know, fairly self-contained, and everyone's got to rely on each other. And it's just such a fun piece, but it also just shows how well this crew works together. And that when they, you know, go for something together, they're unstoppable. Um, and so it makes you a little nervous when Luke leaves the crew on Endor later. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but um, I... Uh, it's such it's such a fantastic part of the the first act of return of the jedi um and i i love i love this battle so much oh thank the force that you brought this in because once again it's not on my list i don't know why i didn't <laughs> think of this um well there's yeah. so many fights you know right. I, right i was i'll be honest i was trying to think of like blaster type fighting that's just what i had in my head that's not to say that this doesn't count um, but that's probably why this didn't come into my mind. But yeah, it's so good. I mean, it's. I think the best part of the fight it does it highlights how much Luke has grown as a combatant and as a warrior, right? I mean, in Empire, we see him. He's very. I mean, he's good in a snowspeeder, but he's pretty sloppy with a lightsaber. Um, but here, he's just he's very direct and and on point. Now, granted, there are some real bad choreography in this fight. If you're paying attention, it's it's bad. <laughs> you know, when Luke right. kicks the guy in the face from like ten feet away. And well, flying yeah, back. it's, it's um, a it, little bit of little bit of camera angle, a little bit of uh, you know whatever. But yeah, no, that's that is true. He, it's a force kick, Carl. It's right. a force kick. Clearly, yeah. Clearly. <laughs> um, yeah, I will say the one thing I will definitely give credit to, like the, both the prequel and the now the sequel era, is they've done just such good work with choreography for fights in a way that they just. I mean, it was a different era of filmmaking, right? Um, right. You know, you watch Luke in Return of the Jedi and you watch like anything from the prequels of the Jedi fought. Like Luke is still kind of just like he's a hacker, right? There's no elegance to his fight style. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, but he's efficient. And that's the cool thing, right? Like he's going against like the most one of the most deadly gangs, if not the most deadly gang in the entire galaxy single handedly, really. Um, you know, Han and Chewie are just caught up trying to help Lando because I mean, Lando takes out one guard. That's really it. Leia, yeah, Leia does kill Jabba, but then she's, you know, Luke's still handling everything. This fight is really about showing us how far Luke has come. But then when everybody else works together, like, we all get out of here alive and, and, and successfully. It's right. such a great fight, yeah. Glad you put it on there. Well, thank you. Um, number four, Carl. Well, I think you're going to like this one, too, because we're going to return to Attack of the Clones. And we're going to go to a rainy platform on Camino for the rumble in the rain. Ah. And there's no, I mean, while yes, Obi-Wan has his lightsaber out initially, the fight itself, while brief, is still probably, like, it's one of the coolest, if not one of the only 
hand-to-hand combat fighting scenes in Star Wars. Like actual fisticuffs, I'm talking. Um, yeah. And it's Jango versus Obi-Wan, and it's great. Like Obi-Wan deflecting the punch and then hel- he- you know, just hel- headbutting him onto the ground, kicking him in the face. Like What I love about this scene is it's like, we see a Jedi brawl, and like it, it's clear that Obi-Wan, and probably for that matter, most Jedi, they're probably skilled in lots of forms of combat, not just lightsaber combat, right? Like, well, geez, what are you mm-hmm. going to do if you lose your lightsaber? Well, they're obviously trained in other forms of combat, and we really see that highlighted here. Um, and to Jango's credit, um, it's pretty clear he's an aggressive street fighter. Like, even even there, when he doesn't have you know his guns or his the advantage of his rocket pack right away. You know, he can still hold his own against a pretty powerful Jedi Knight. Um, and when they go overboard, I always just thought it was really impressive that Jango's able to, like, hold Obi-Wan with his arm. <laughs> so, with that string. <laughs> so, yeah, it just, it's such a fun fight. Like, and again, it's, it's short. It's not a very long one. Um, and in some ways, I wish it was just a tiny bit longer. But I kind of appreciate that it's not, like... Django just can't quite handle toe to toe somebody like Obi Wan. Like he needs to get that distance. He needs to blast off then as soon as he gets out of there and tie him up with a cord. Um, but that just very brief moment is just so fun. Yeah, no, it's it is a great scene, and I will have more to say on it later. Okay. Well, what is your number four? All right. Well, first of all, I, I need to say something about my top four here. Um, I think overall. A lot of this list could fluctuate, um, and we could see some stuff drop off and other things come into this list, but my top four are kind of all clumped together, and it was really, really hard for me to organize them. <laughs> so um, they, from here on out, everything's all kind of in this big ball of awesome for me. So just keep that in mind as I go through the rest of my list. Um, But my number four, um, I do have an affinity for opening battle sequences, it appears. Um, This is what I call Jedi on the Bridge. And it's the opening Opening fighting sequence in The Phantom Menace, Uh, where Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan take on the battle droids and make their way to where Newt Gunray is trying to hide. (laughs) Have you ever encountered a Jedi Knight before? Well, no, but I don't seal off the bridge. That won't be enough. I want to ready because I'm here at once. We will not we survive this. Nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love this scene so much. Um, this is the scene that made me buy into the Phantom Menace instantaneously when I went to see it as a you know 10-year-old kid. Although I probably would have bought into it anyways. Um, but, uh, this is, this is what sold me on the Phantom Menace. Even as I get older and and I revisit it, I still love this sequence so much. It gets exciting. We get to see the Jedi in their prime. This is what Jedi do. Um, you know, it's not a lightsaber duel, but they are, you know, fighting the, the battle droids and everything. So I, I love the battle. I love the way Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan work together. They are um, not in sync, but they are in, you know, perfect, you know, fighting harmony. Um, And the way that, you know, when Qui-Gon goes to cut the door open, Obi-Wan guards his back. You know, it's it's just a great way to show 
and not tell how Jedi operate in this era. Mm. Um, and and it's just a really fun, really exciting sequence. And so it's it's why it's in my number four. Nice. Yeah. I mean, this would certainly be on my list had I, I, I – while, yes, the rumble in the rain involves a Jedi, I was trying to keep my mind away from, like, lightsaber fights. Just that's how I was organizing my thoughts. So I, I say that as a preface for why it's not on there. But yeah, I totally agree. This is one of – like you said, it, the, the, my favorite Act 1 in any Star Wars film is Phantom Menace still to this day. I love Act 1 of Phantom Menace. I think it's <laughs> just about flawless. Um, and it, you're right. Like it, it, it shows without tells us how amazing Jedi fight, especially together, like a, a master and a Padawan. And right, you know, when Qui Gon thrusts his you know lightsaber hilt deep into the into the door, and Newt Gunray exclaims, "This is impossible." Um, I mean, it's it's that's exactly who the Jedi are in this era, right? They make the right. impossible possible. They are they are the mythical heroes that we'd been hearing about for 20 years at that point. Um, right. So, yeah, it's, I love that fight scene. The, the choreography of it, the way they fight with such artistry and mastery. And, yeah, like the way Obi-Wan just guards Qui-Gon's back. And Qui-Gon's totally content with that, right? Like he trusts that Obi-Wan's got his back. And Obi-Wan right. doesn't distract him until he absolutely has to. You know, Masters, destroy us. And then, boom, they got to get out. Right. Right. Great. No, it, it's such a great scene, and and I uh, I love it. Now I want to watch Phantom Menace again. Yeah, uh, I almost watched <laughs> it tonight. I ended up going with A New Hope just because it's been a, been a while. But uh, yeah, um, all right. Well, number threes up to top threes here. So uh, my not, my number three comes from Return of the Jedi, and I call it the Endor Bunker Battle. Um, so <laughs> you like your bunker battles? I love those bunker battles, man. <laughs> um, I, and to be honest, part of the reason that this ranks as high as it does for me, because there's nothing like, you know, ostensibly like beautiful or awesome or great about this particular fight. The reason I like it so much, and this is this is a nostalgia kick for me, is I loved that fight because it was a really cool fight by a structure in the woods. I had a barn out back that was in the woods, and I could play this battle outside when I was a kid. So that has a lot to do with why this particular sequence is so beloved by me because I was able to, as a kid, again, like go out and recreate it and put my own spin on it. And, you know, I had my little cowboy holster because I didn't have an actual Star Wars holster and I cut off the other, right? Because cowboys usually have two holsters. So I, I literally right. cut off the other one. So it would just be one like Hans and I would pull it as low as I could, you know, to make it like a Han Solo. Yeah, it, it was quite the delight. Um, and, uh, <laughs> You know, yeah, I just like standing out in the back of the barn, like at the foot of the woods there, pretending I was fighting off, you know, stormtroopers on Endor has a lot to do. Why I like this scene so much. Now, the scene itself, what I really like, go figure, Han Solo is awesome in this scene. He has some unbelievably good shots, you know, from far away. He's he pops a couple of headshots that we visibly see when when R2 gets shot and flies back. Han immediately shoots that guy. Um, oh, maybe not, not in the face. It, yeah, I don't, it might not be that guy, but there's one guy. Yeah, who shoots Han jumps back, then pulls forward. Yeah, it shoots him right in the face, like right between the eyes. Um, so I like it because, again, it just it shows that Han is unbelievably good with his blaster. Um, and, you know, there's there's just lots of great little moments in that fight. You know, um, kind of a, a bigger thematic thing I like about it is 
Han, this this is really in a way the completion of Han's arc in the original trilogy, which I guess I mean to be fair, yeah, it's it's earlier when he we learned that he's now a general in the rebellion, but here we see him giving everything he can to this fight. It's not just because he's trying to rescue someone or save someone or get out of somewhere. He's investing in this fight himself. Like, he is literally fighting as a rebel general in this fight. And I just think that's really neat for kind of bringing his, his character full circle here. Um, and, you know, you got the great little moment with, with, you know, the I love you and I know, but reverse this time between Han and Leia. Um, and to me, it just it's, it's a nice little encapsulation of their, their relationship has come full circle. They are... You know, they've both bought into it finally saying to both of one another that they love you. You know, they they both have admitted that they love each other. And I like that, too, because it kind of counters the little argument they had on the Endor bridge. Well, not really argument, but, you know, Han's all gruff with her for a moment. But you can see that's all in the past. Um, and, uh, you know, then when when Leia gets shot and Han, by the way, one of the one of the few scenes in the original trilogy with blood, which I never noticed till a few years ago. But when Han puts his hand on her arm and helps her back, you can see blood on his fingers from where her, her yeah. wound is. I never noticed that for years. Um, but, you know, when, when R2 gets taken out and Han's like, well, let's see what I can do. And he starts pulling cords. I got I think I got it. I got it. And he just rolls his eyes. Like, uh, that looked like, well, that didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. And it's. It's Han the improviser, right? Like, he's just going to do what he can to, to get the mission done. Um, like, that is Han's greatest skills. He's such a quick thinker on his feet. And don't improvise. <laughs> what? You said never improvise. <laughs> Again, I said that. Improvise. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I love this, this moment. No, that's a, that's a really fun scene. Um, uh, it's... I. Again, it's one of those things where it's all part of the the Battle of Endor, the Grand Battle of Endor for me. Um, so it's like it's hard for me to to pick out moments like that um, from the larger scheme of things, especially when the last forty minutes of Return of the Jedi are so perfect. Um, you know, it, ugh, the way that they, that it cuts back and forth between all the different battles and the way things wrap up is just amazing. So, but. This sequence in particular is a great, is a good one. It's a lot of fun. Um, I don't have much else to add to it other than, yeah, I, I wish I'd had trees and a barn to, you know, reenact it. Um, you know, well, we're going to be lived- in the redwoods in just a few days, my friend. Oh my gosh! So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, does anyone have a barn? <laughs> Is there a barn anywhere here? Can we can we use a bunker? You know. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, now you just got me thinking about redwoods. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, <laughs> I think we should move on before I get lost in our trip. Um, All right. Number three for me uh, can be summed up in three words. It's the resistance. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we get the first statement, uh, the first big statement of the uh, March of the Resistance from The Force Awakens. We get Poe Dameron leading a squad of X-Wings. Sorry, that was really loud. <laughs> yeah, it was, but that's okay. Um, it deserves to be loud. 
Um, we get Poe Dameron leading a squad of X-Wings across a lake, and we get one of the most uh, unique air battles ever. And it yeah. all takes place right over Takadana and Maz's palace and everything. I love this. I think it's one of the best sequences in The Force Awakens. Um, I think in particular my favorite stuff is the uh, the Starfighter aspect of it but the way it interweaves with everything and you've got you've got that great long tracking shot of you know poe doing all the awesome loops and you know taking down what is it eight fighters um i think it's it's 10 or 12 it's something ridiculous yeah uh and then you know ending with finn saying that's one hell of a pilot you know i oh that's the crowning achievement of that scene other than the introduction, which is just phenomenal. Um, so I, I don't have a lot to say about this because it's just exciting. I get super pumped whenever it comes on. Um, and this is the reason a lot, you know, this sequence is a big reason why I love March of the resistance so much, uh, why it's probably my favorite track from the force awakens. Yeah, that's such a – it's not on my list, but yeah, this is a great moment. Um, it's, you know, that shot of them skimming over the water with that, you know, the swelling of the, the March of the Resistance music. It's so – and yeah, it's per, – like Harrison delivers that line so perfectly. It's the Resistance, you know, and like boom, here they are. And yeah, like it, it's it's great. We've never seen, you know, fighters have an in – in in atmosphere fight before so that was cool i mean that stuff's been in eu stuff in the past right we've done it in video games or read it in novels but it was cool to see it visualized on the screen and yeah the best part of that fight is definitely poe just plowing through these fighters um you know just making quick work of them like they're nothing i mean it's it's unbelievably amazing yeah i I don't have a lot of other insights and things uh, to say about this other than it's just friggin' awesome. Um, and and I wish I could just pull it up right now and watch it. But uh, we have a podcast to uh, finish. So <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, I guess we're down to our final two, aren't we, Carl? Yes, we are. And my number two, so I'll say this right now, both my, my top two both come from Disney era Star Wars. Um, and number two, again, we're back in Rogue One. We're on that um, massive tower of data, data tapes, and it's the little shootout between Cassian and the uh, Death Troopers. I love when that you scene. Start, when you started the, uh, the music from Rogue One earlier for the, uh, the Death Troopers, I thought this is where you were going. So I'm... I'm relieved to find out that this is high on your list because I was like, oh, gosh, am I wrong? So, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I, I obviously love the bunker sequence as well, but this is so good. Um, you know, I, to and again, to this scene inspired me as you know a 30 year old man to hang from the banister of my apartment staircase and pretend I was Cassian, you know. Um, like just for like every now and then, cause it's just so cool. And the thing I like about it again, just like with the previous point, like I like it so much because of how it showcases Han, this moment really showcases Cassian both as a combatant, but also something about his character. So the thing about his character I like is again, he has come through a character arc in this film. 
You know, he goes from being just very specifically towards Jen, right? And I think that also represents the way he'd probably deal with most outsiders, right? Anybody outside of the immediate part of the resistance. And I think a large part of that is he's most of his life has been in combat and now he's been, you know, kind of this undercover operative for a while for the rebellion. But Cassian is, you know, he's a very cold person as a result of what life has dealt him. And here, the first thing that happens, right, when that door comes open, what does he yell? Jin, right? And it's he's yelling out of a concern for her. You know, he's yelling because first and foremost, yes, like they're here for a mission, but he also cares about her. I mean, I think him yelling for her is getting her attention also, be, yes, in part because he wants to make sure she stays safe. They get those plans out because that's what they're here for. But I also believe that there is a level of concern for Jin as well in that yell, right? It's not just about the mission. It's about her as a person. And I think that makes sense considering right before they leave uh, you know, Yavin, he says, welcome home. Like He's literally welcomed her into his way of being. Um, so, yeah, it's so, so good. And the thing I love about what it showcases as Cassian as a warrior is, again, we've just seen in the bunker sequence just previous how deadly these death troopers are. Now, yes, there's only two of them here, but, again, in a militaristic way, it is so much easier to have the high ground in any sort of fight, right? Like, you want to have the high ground. <laughs> I mean, Obi-Wan learned, and it mm-hmm. not. But, you know, just... It's he- over, Anakin! I have the high ground! <laughs> um, and the thing is, Cassian's hanging from one arm on the low ground and he's still so deadly accurate that he takes these death troopers out real quick. So I love that. Like, I just love that Cassie Cassian is like the James Bond of rogue one. He's the undercover (laughs) operative. I mean, he's not as concerned about women and drinking, but like, he's a badass, And, and I really like that. Um, and I also really like that Krennic is involved in the fight. Krennic, Krennic is such a great character throughout Rogue One because he's so different from every other Imperial officer we've ever seen. And I think that's even showcased in a scene like this. Most officers would send, just keep sending troopers in. They're not going to pull out a gun and go into combat. Krennic does. He's got that really cool blaster as well. Um, yeah. and, it, and it ends, you know, with Cassian. He doesn't get shot by Krennic, but he shoots near his hand and right makes him release every time that music kind of drown, like it kind of goes out for a second. So you really hear the thud of Cassian hitting, you know, that, that beam on his way down. And it just like, Oh, it breaks my heart. Cause I really thought we lo- I thought he was dead there. Um, so yeah, I love that scene. That's why it's my number two. No, it's a great sequence and it's always, you know, a part of, part of, you know, the, the battle of Scarif that really gets me invested because you know, we're, we're starting to lose our heroes. Um, and this comes right before, I think, Chirrut's walk out to the Master Switch. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it ends and, you know, Jin begins her ascent uh, back up and we cut back to Chirrut, you know, going out at the Master Switch. So I always get really focused in, you know, when this scene comes on. Um because I'm anticipating what happens next. But that being said, it's a great little sequence. And you're right. Um, it is, it's almost like a showdown between Cassian and Krennic at this point. Um, that's, those are the two primary figures in this, this little gun battle. Yes, there's Death Troopers um, involved. Yes, Jin is there. She is, you know, being protected. The Death Troopers are getting eliminated. But this is... 
the confrontation between Cassian and Krennic. And, you, you know, Cassian is a great character. I like how you, you call him the James Bond of Rogue One. Um, he probably prefers a margarita to a martini. Um, but um, <laughs> but that being said, I, I think it's a great scene. And I, I think you're right. It does showcase the, uh, the difference that Krennic is amongst Imperial officers because he gets his hands dirty. Yeah. He's not afraid to do that, to jump in. And he doesn't even, you know, like come in and fire a couple shots at the end just to, you know, prove his point, you know, make, you know, look like he was actually doing something. No, he's he doesn't back up. His death troopers have to come around him to even start firing. And he, you know, just yeah. pulls out his blaster and starts firing. You know, I I think Krennic's a terrific character and and anybody who says otherwise, I will fight. Um yeah, <laughs> Hill and kidding. New Hope you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm kidding, but you know, it's I, I think he's a great character. Yeah. Um and he's wonderfully played by Med, Ben Mendelssohn. Um But that being said, great fight. Yes um, indeed. And I'm and like I said, I'm I'm just glad I wasn't wrong um in thinking <laughs> in thinking that yeah that that this sequence should have been higher on your list. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Uh, my goodness. Um, my number two, going to come back to something you mentioned earlier, uh, Rumble in the Rain. Nice. Now, I will, I will say I made a last-minute change in the middle of our recording. This was number one. Uh, but as I said earlier, my top four is just a big jumble of awesome, and so I kind of made a last-minute switch. Um, <laughs> but this was my number one when I started the list. Now it's number two. Um, I love the rumble in the rain. It's just such a unique fight in Star Wars. You've already said a lot about about it, uh, but we get Obi Wan Kenobi in a fist fight with Jango Fett. Um, I I think the headbutt is one of the most iconic moments from it because I always go ow every time I see it because <laughs> um, I mean honestly that's gotta hurt. Um, and then the other great scene um, that sticks out in my a moment that sticks out in this fight for me is when Obi-Wan is trying to use the force to pull his lightsaber to him and Jango Fett uses his cable to wrap up his arms and just starts dragging him across the floor. Um, and you get this brief moment of, uh, great on Obi-Wan's face as this lightsaber just sails past his outstretched fingers. As he gets yanked off his feet. He gets this, this look of, Oh, great, you know, <laughs> on his face. And it's, I think it's hilarious um, and so uh, it's a great fight. Um, I am glad that, you know, ultimately Obi-Wan is the better of the two because it proves that he should be. Um, but Django's a great person for him to go up against. And if he had had, had any more, uh, gadgets up his sleeves, he might've, you know, gotten a, a sneaky one over on Obi-Wan, especially lightsaberless, but yeah. it's just, it's a great fight. And I, it is probably when you say, you know, fight in Star Wars, because a lot of times we describe these as battles or duels. When you say fight in Star Wars, this is a scene that pops in my head. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, and that's why it was my number one, but it's my number two now because I made a last minute change. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear what your number one is, but I got to give mine first. 
Okay, well, what is yours? Mine comes from Solo, and it's the battle beneath the Falcon on Kessel. Oh, um, this is nice. by far my favorite, favorite like battle action scene in Star Wars involving blasters. Um, I mean, I just I have such a soft spot for lightsabers because that is, in a way, it's kind of the life force of a Star Wars fight. Um, but I mean, even if we did top five fights, including like Jedi duels and stuff, this would be right up there in, in the top five. I love this fight, and and it's got the coolest beginning of, in my opinion, the the coolest beginning of a fight in all of Star Wars. When Lando yells "hand" and just tosses him that gun like that, and he just catches it and just immediately gets to work. And uh, one of the last times I saw, I was with my friend Greg, and he goes, "I wonder how many outtakes there are of him tossing it to him and Alden dropping it or like missing, or you know, like I'd love to see those <laughs> bloopers. Um, maybe there weren't any. Maybe they were just very." good at that little toss but you know that's just i'm I'm sure they rehearsed that so many times um because if they hadn't there would have been a bunch of drops on camera there are probably a bunch of drops in rehearsal good point but but because you know you rehearse it i hope they got it good for the camera you would think right it's just it's such a cool way to get a fight starting right it's something that just like it's like gets you gets your blood going um and I also like the look of the fight. You know, you've got these cowboys beneath, you know, defending their carriage from the enemy. I mean, it's such a Western feel for a fight. You know, you've seen sh- scenes like this all throughout the history of, of Westerns, you know, John Wayne films, things like that, right? Where the um, the enemy kind of knock over the carriages or whatever. And they're, de- they're barricading themselves around it to defend it. And, uh, you know, that's exactly what they're doing here. So, so I love that, that element of the fight. And this is the first time we see Han use a, a blaster. No, that's not entirely... Well, the first time we really see him use a blaster in the movie. Like, he sh- I think he shoots twice in the battle with Enfys Ness. He shoots twice, and then... He does shoot once at the Stormtroopers, too, before, like, Beckett sends them down below. But this is the first time we really see how effective Han is with a blaster. Um, and I like that. Again, I like the way... I'm, I don't know if Ron Howard shot this scene or not. I, I have a feeling he did. Um, because he has such an eye for action scenes um, in a way that I wouldn't be surprised Lord and Miller don't. Um, but, you know, we get we'll, we'll get shots of Han actually shooting. Then it shows us the guys he's hitting. Like, he's, he's scoring hits here, right? Um, right. And, you know, when they, they learn that they're, you know, the, the guards are going for the landing gear, Han and Lando and Beckett all like turn their you know aim on that, and you see how effective Han is at doing it because they're able to hold him at bay there for a few moments. Um, but of course, the reason this is my number one, um, even beyond just the coolness of how much I like watching it, because at the end of the day, that's really why I love it, right? And and there's not a whole lot you can say other than it looks really cool. <laughs> um, but <laughs> to me, the icing on the cake for this scene are the choices that our characters make so it's a scene with great stuff great surface stuff but it also has this tremendous depth to it and it's kind of this chain of events first lando chooses to go out after l3 right and which is a great great little scene anyway lando jumps over a dude and then power slides under a falling pillar like it's great donald glover (laughs) just nails those stunts um, so that's, that's cool. Like that's cool. As cool and on par is like the, the way he tosses on the blaster. Um, but I love it because Lando's making a conscious decision like this. Yes, it's his droid, but it doesn't matter. It's someone he cares about immensely. He makes the choice to go rescue L3. 
As he's rescuing her, he gets gunned down. Han sees it. Han immediately makes a selfless choice to go get Lando. You know, damn it, and runs headlong in. By the way, that's probably the the blaster toss. And then my other favorite moment in the fight itself is when Han chooses to run out. He kind of stops in his tracks right above Lando and lets off two quick shots and just downs two guards like that. Like, (laughs) oh, man, like, Han, you're a badass. Um, So I love it. And then as he's rescuing Lando, well, who, who sees it? Chewie. And Chewie makes a choice. Chewie chooses not to leave with the other Wookiees and chooses to stay with Han. So, again, it's this immensely exciting fight full of heart with everything going on with our characters as well. I love that. Yeah. Scene. No, it's it's a great scene. Um, it's such a fun, action-packed sequence. And... and and there, it it does highlight the different choices that are made uh, by these characters, and it really begins to to develop who these people are, um, and really define who they end up becoming. Um, and that's a great great addition to the battle. Other, in addition to the fact that it's just an awesome sequence, um, I, I think one of my favorite shots in it are when they're they're going up the ramp and we just have, you know, we have this close up of Han as he's backing up the ramp yes. of the Falcon firing away. Yeah. Um, I just think that's a really unique shot and it's really kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's a great scene. It's a fun scene, but it's not my number one. <laughs> I didn't think it would be. I'm very <laughs> curious as to what your number one is. My number one is also from solo. And it's the only reason why it is number one right now is because I'm on a solo high. Um, <laughs> can you guess? Uh, I honestly can't. This is the train heist. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was going to be on my list. I'll tell you why it's not after you explain. Probably because it's such a freaking long scene. Um, but <laughs> but it is such a fun scene. Yes. It, it's a really long sequence. Um, so I almost didn't put it on this list but i love it so much so i was like no it's going on there um so i i don't have a lot really to say about the scene itself about the fight itself other than it's a really unique uh unique setting you know they're on this train going through these snow these snowy mountains um you got val facing off against the viper droids you've got uh, Han, Chewie, and Beckett dealing with stormtroopers, um, and then Enfys Nest and her crew. You got Rio and the trouble he has. You got Han having to make the you know the jump from the train to the ship. Um, it's just a fantastic scene overall, um, and it's so hard for me to pick like a favorite moment from it. Um, but. It, <laughs> but it is such a great scene. And right now, the reason why it is number one is because I'm on a solo high. Um, so I, I'm freely admit that uh, once, you know, solos out on, on home video and thing, and it kind of works its way into the, the regular, uh, you know, rotation with the rest of, you know, the star Wars stuff. It'll probably settle down to, you know, three, you know, two or three, maybe four, you know, somewhere still within that top clump. Um, but uh, 
right now, I just I'm on such a solo high, and I think it's such a, a fantastic sequence. Um, and I can't get enough of the soundtrack uh, <laughs> with not, yeah. the you know from this scene. So yeah. I, I yeah, that's why it's my number one right now. It's so good. Um, yeah. No, why it, Why didn't you include yeah, it on your list? It was yeah. It, it was mainly because um, there's no like. I don't know. All the fighting is very like, how do I want to put it? It's not as personal as what I was initially looking for. That's all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it, but it, it, to me, like this is the, like if we did top five action scenes, whatever that might mean. I don't, I don't know how I distinguish. I mean, there are fights and action scenes. All, all fight scenes are action scenes, but are all action scenes fight scenes? I don't know. Um, <laughs> like this would be definitely one of my favorite action scenes. I don't know. It, there was just something about it. I was like, I don't know if it's my favorite one. Like, I don't know if I'd consider it a fight scene. So that's right. the only reason it didn't make the list, um, which I realize, like, compared to other things I've put on here, I'm sure I could have, but <laughs> I just didn't. So I'm really glad that you did because it's, like, we talked about a couple episodes ago, it has my favorite, um, my favorite uh, rendition of the, the solo theme is in this particular uh-huh. piece. Um, so, yeah, I, lo- I love the scene. It, it's so well put together. And while it is very long, it doesn't feel too long, um, right. which to me shows the genius of how it's put together, you know. So yeah. yeah, I'm 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 really glad that I'm glad that both of us have solo picks for number one because damn, that's a good movie, <laughs> right? Right, um, it's so, so good. Um, just so you know, I, I was going to surprise you with this because if 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 it's if it's there's a movie theater like like a tenth of a mile, like it's basically right around the block from where we're staying in San Francisco. So if Solo's still in that theater, we're going to go see it because I have never seen a new Star Wars movie in theaters with you. So. I, I've right. We've never watched a whole Star Wars movie together except never. over Skype. Exactly, and that's to do commentaries, which is a different experience. Oh my gosh, Carl! Yeah. So hopefully it's we, still playing. Yes. I don't know. It may not be by next week, but we're gonna we're gonna try for it. That's for darn sure. Ooh, yes, yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. Oh my gosh! Oh, now I so, want, oh my gosh! Yeah, so, now you have to be really excited, and I well, can't let, think of anything else to say about fight scenes. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's well let's hope that they still have it playing because again, they very well may not. Um, but uh, well, that being said, like that's gonna that'll wrap up that you know these are what we consider to be some of our favorite fight scenes. So as always, right when we when we post this, share with us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Tell us some of your favorite fight scenes because I'm sure we've missed tons. Um, I'd love to hear some of yours. Um, but as we've just been alluding to, like Jason and I are going to be leaving um, on Friday of this week. We're going to meet up in San Francisco for a few days. And one, it's a great excuse to, I mean, I saw you last year, but I've never hung out with you outside of Star Wars conventions. So we thought it'd be a lot of right. fun um, to head out to San Francisco. I've always wanted to go there anyway. Um, and uh, it, it is in a way, it's, it, San Francisco really is kind of the mecca of Star Wars. If you think about it, right? Everything kind of grew out of the Bay Area. George is from, you know, Marin County, which isn't far from the Bay Area. And, you know, everything about that company of Lucasfilm is built up in the San Francisco area. So in a way, it's what, you know, it's it's the imagination center of everything Star Wars. So we've put together a pretty fun itinerary, which, of course, we'll keep you all updated on while we're out there. We'll probably post some little videos from where we are. But the first thing we're going to be doing is heading up to the Redwoods um, to do a hike just for the day. And uh, we will be blasting a lot of March of the Ewoks while we're there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, 
And we are not going to exactly where they filmed Return of the Jedi because that's actually like six hours north of San Francisco. We're going about an hour and a half north of San Francisco. Um, so it'll give us a good taste of the Redwoods, but it won't be quite as dense as the woods where they filmed Return of the Jedi. But that's all right. It'll give us still a good feel for it. And I've right. never seen trees that big in my life, so I'm going to be ecstatic regardless. I know, and I, I don't I don't normally see trees around me normally right now anyways. It's uh, Unless they're 50-foot-tall saguaro cactuses, um, I don't necessarily see a lot of green things. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, of course, the, one of the biggest things we're doing, which I think most – if you've been listening for a while, you'll know that we are also hitting up Rancho Obi-Wan on Saturday. Um, again, yes. got to give a quick shout-out once again to Scott Rifen, you know, over from – our friend from My Star Wars Story who, who hooked this all up for us, you know, bought us a pass and everything. Um, so we are going to be going – That Scott is a gentleman and a scholar, and, and I, I still am, you know, speechless at the fact that he just – up and bought us a membership so we could get tickets, you know. Yeah, I got to remember <laughs> not to bring my membership badge. <laughs> um, <laughs> bring so. your membership. I'm reminding you now. Great, bring that's the membership perfect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that, of course, is going to be a lot of fun. I think you're allowed to take pictures in there, so certainly we'll be doing that. I don't know that we'll meet Steve Sansweet. I mean, if he's around, hopefully. Um, I'm going to be wearing a Wampuzzler shirt that day. I'm, hope- I'm going to encourage you to bring one for that day, too, because... Oh try yeah, to, try that's to get my plan. Th- Hopefully, they'll be like, "Hey, what's that?" I'll be like, "Funny, you should ask." You want to be in a little interview? <laughs> um, <laughs> Steve Sands will be like, "Whatever, nerds, I've done a million of these." Problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so um, on our way back from Rancho, Ob- well, right near Rancho Obi Wan is a place called Imagination Park, um, which is just a park outside of Petaluma, California, and. It's it houses two statues that George Lucas personally dedicated there. One is of Indiana Jones. One is of Yoda. It, it's the only Indiana Jones statue in the world. So that's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, and again, it's pretty cool that George Lucas personally contributed both of them to this park. So um, we're just going to go essentially check out the statues. I don't know if there'll be much else to do. Um, and then on our way back to San Francisco that evening, we're going to drive by Skywalker Ranch on Lucas Road, which will be so cool. Obviously, we can't go in. That'd be great if we could, but right, um, just right. take some pictures. We'll, we'll drive by and wave at it and say, hi, Skywalker Ranch. You yeah, know. Maybe we could fanboys it and try to break in. Hmm. Um, well, we don't want to jeopardize the rest of the trip, so maybe True. Not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I doubt Lando's the DA there, like in the movie. Um <laughs> So, yeah, it, and then, of course, the, one of the last things we'll be doing is just going to the Lucasfilm headquarters there in downtown San Francisco. Um, you know, that famous Yoda fountain, which I'm sure lots of you have seen. I'm sure lots of you have been to it, um, which is cool. We've never been there, so I'm really excited. Hopefully, some way can get our way inside to some capacity. We'll see how that works out. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm just super excited. Super, yeah. super excited. I'm thrilled. I'm so excited. I've been counting down the days. Um, it's it's so weird. We're recording this on Tuesday, like we normally do. Um, I've you know I've had work Monday, Tuesday. I'm off tomorrow for the Fourth of July, and then I have to go to work on Thursday, and then I you know so I've got like an off day, an on day, and then the trip, and it's such a <laughs> weird thing for me. I'm like, uh, no, I just want to go to San Francisco. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I well, I I can brag because I'm I'm off for the entire month of July, so I love working in a college. <laughs> I hate you. I know. <laughs> but out of respect for Jason, who will have to come back and actually go to work, 
Um, we are going to take next week off, so there won't be a regularly scheduled Wampus Lair episode next week. So just a heads up for that. Um, like I said, though, over the weekend, we'll probably throw some videos up on our social media of where we're at and what we're doing. Um, so check those things out. I'm, I think with next week when I get back, I'll finally sit down and do some sort of little episode about the solo music. Um, so that may come up next week, but no, no official episode next week. Yeah. So, um, and because of that, we're not going to do a poll or a matchup at the end of the, this episode. We'll save one to announce next week in two weeks at the next episode. So, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, Carl. I'm so excited. I I am so flippant excited. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be such a good time. I can't wait. So I can't wait to see your scruffy looking face again. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty pumped. It's going to be a good time. No doubt about it. So, yeah. Um, well, anyway, anything else you wanted to, to bring up on the episode or I think we can um, call it a day? No, I think I think we can call it a day because, you know, I ugh, now all I can think of is is is, is this trip and <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. driving myself to distraction here. Um, but Carl, if people want to weigh in on our top five fight scenes, if they want to, you know, weigh in on anything that we're doing for our trip, or if they want to see, uh, what we post from our trip to San Francisco, where can they go? Uh, well, of course they can find us on Facebook at Wampus Lair podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wampus Lair. You can always email us at Wampus Lair podcast at gmail.com. And, of course, we have a Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash podcast in case you want to support the show over there. All right. Anything else? I'll see you in San Francisco. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This has been episode number 291, Top 5 Fight Scenes. For Carl and Jason... Carl, I'm Jason. <laughs> there we go. And we'll see you next time <laughs> after we go to San Francisco here in the Wampus Lake. <laughs>